You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcasts.com. Hi there, I'm Mark, and we should do this again sometime. I'm Ryan, if only he were a woman. And uh, we're discussing episode three of Friends, the one with the thumb. So if this is your first time listening to us, we go through every episode of Friends, and we discuss what happens in the show, put some clips in, some facts, some thoughts. Um, Yeah, so go and check the other episodes, because we're fairly new. Uh, So we should probably get on with the show, really. I guess. Um, So... We start this episode uh, talking about relationships again. Again. <laughs> Suddenly a common theme. Um, which is a bit strange because like, I, I didn't realise how much at the start of every episode they, they talked about relationships and hooking up and whatever. It's just their sex lives in general. And it's yeah. like, oh, back to this again. Uh, but they discuss their, their secret phrases on how to end a relationship and, and you know, we should all know what they mean. Uh, I think we know what some of those mean. Uh, but why don't we uh, have a quick listen to, to what they say. Um, not so good. He walked me to the subway and said, we should do this again. Oh. <laughs> what? He said we should do it again. That's good, right? Uh, no. Loosely translated, we should do this again means you will never see me naked. Mm. <laughs> Since... So... I mean, I'm with Rachel. Since when? Like, yeah. When it comes to dating, I'm pretty much an open book. I'm honest and open. I just say what I mean and mean what I say. So I'm Rachel in this episode. And it was like, why wouldn't you just say what you meant? Yeah, I, I think that's the problem with a lot of people is that they do have these codes. It's like, no, just, just be honest. And if you're, you are honest with people, I feel like they would learn and grow from it. Yeah, it's just, well, dating's a nightmare in general anyway, yeah. because, you, you know, like herding cats. So it's like, oh, we need to try and find time to both you free. If they then don't want to hang out or see you again, just say that because... And explain why, and then they might go, oh, I didn't realise I was being creepy or doing something weird or something you didn't like, rather than just going, oh, I don't know what I did wrong. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. It was just, oh, you know, I don't want to see you again because I didn't feel any chemistry or a spark. You'd be like, oh, okay, fair enough. And then at least that person can stop investing any emotional effort into what's going yeah. on. So I'm totally against codes in dating language. I feel like we need like a 2021 edition of this episode so I can learn are the phrases that I'm expected to know that I don't know. And I'm just sat there like, I'm going to see her again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not. So, so when she asks you for Netflix and chill, you're not going to turn up and just be like, right, I'm ready to relax. Let's watch some Friends on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean we're not watching the one with this? Just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, I did notice that in the, the coffee house, the cups are absolutely huge. I mean, I don't drink much coffee, but I, think I know a latte mug is and an espresso mug yeah. is, and they're obviously drastically different sizes. But they're having to use two hands to hold the cup. That sounds fine to me. I mean, I... I like large cups of tea. When I go to my mum's house, she has normal size cups. So I'll drink a cup of tea and before I finished it and I'm like, oh, it's all gone. What is the tea gone? <laughs> <laughs> Whereas at home, I've got like huge Disney store mugs that are gigantic. So I'm all for giant mugs. Well, at the same time, I do wonder if it's a, an American thing. Because over here, food and portion sizes are, I would say, normal, right? You go over to America, everything is huge. See, I've, I've only been to New York and New Jersey. 
and portion sizes there were disappointing. Maybe I just have large portions in England, but in, I was like, oh, I was expecting like huge slabs of meat. And it's, it's just mm. yeah, it's it's probably if you've been to New York, very touristy. They know they don't have to to do that. As soon as you go outside of New York to different states and. You buy stuff. Yeah, I'm sure if I went down to like Georgia, that's <laughs> just like, here's half a cow on a plate. Like I, I remember going to San Francisco, we went to the Cheesecake Factory and someone ordered fish and chips, Fair. Uh, which is a, a bit, I would say, rarer in America. It's not a, a, a big thing over there. But they was expecting, you know, a basket of, of chips and, you know, one or two fish. They got six fish and, you know, a bucket of chips. Good Lord. And, and, and it costs like the same price as a normal meal. It's like, oh, this, this is enough for like six people to eat. Yeah, let alone this me. Sort of fed the family. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, we then move on to, to Monica and Ross uh, talking about animals being sent off to the farm. <laughs> uh, and this is the first time Chi Chi is mentioned. Poor old Chi Chi. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we then get our intro uh, and, you know, that's the... the the show has already set its like its pattern of having them at the coffee house, having irrelevant talk about whatever the the subject of the day is, which, as we said, is generally relationships. But now we we end up at uh, Joey and Chandler's apartment for the very first time, uh, and here they're they're the practicing lines together, which I thought was really cute. Um, it was nice to see Chandler supporting Joey and you know in his ambitions and dreams. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it struck me in that episode as like adorable, but I was like, no, that's nice. And the fact he was complimentary as well. Uh, maybe it's because it's a friendship group who were quite sarcastic and <laughs> insulting to each other. But I was like, oh, that's nice. Look at them. Well, I, I have to wonder from Matt as well, like how it is playing a character who is basically you of trying to become an actor. Well, especially given that he's an actor who can act playing an actor who isn't very good at acting. Yeah. It must be, I don't know if it's more impressive. It, surely it must be. It must be harder to act as if you can't act than to just not be able to act. But at the same time, maybe he's like playing on a lot of his own experiences. True. Like notes he's been given over the years. Yeah. Like, I'll just do that on purpose. Uh, so one thing here is the apartment layout, I noticed. Um, it's a lot different. It's, it's filled with desks and books and exercise equipment. And there's a bike in there as well. Oh, I didn't spot that. Yeah. There, yeah. Is, there, there is a ton of stuff in there. And you're like... No, this is not a, a Joey and Chandler men apartment. <laughs> they do not live here. <laughs> no, it, it should be empty with a single sofa and a pan, and that's all they need, right? Because <laughs> they're just, just men. We, you know, we don't need a lot, right? Um, all this stuff obviously d- disappears in that episode, so I think they figured out this shouldn't be there. Yeah, what should a apartment. apartment look like? You know, and, and there's they're acting out their lines, uh, Joey has to uh, smoke in his role. Uh, but he doesn't know how, so Chandler shows him how to do that. I mean, when it comes to is, is a show ever dated, people smoking on television immediately dates a show to me because it's just not something you really see anymore, especially inside. No. So Joey lit up and I was like, oh my God, they're smoking on TV. And it was just, just really, I was like, well, yep, definitely an older show. And, and Netflix even said recently, like, there's no smoking in shows unless it's important to the character or the scene in some way. So it's like, oh. It's, it's fine then. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's just to fight how you want. Uh, but yeah, gem- generally smoking is not a thing you see. And, you know, same with outside, isn't it? Like, you don't see people smoking outside anymore in restaurants, etc. So it's, it's a little bit different now. It is. I imagine it's kind of not so much awkward, but if you're a writer trying to write a scene, especially if you were writing shows back then, you had this nice crux of, oh, I can separate these people for a cigarette and have a conversation going yeah. on away from everyone else. Whereas now you need to find a different reason to separate them. Or just do the classic friend thing because if they're not in the shot, they can't hear it. Um, but yeah, so it just struck me as strange to see, especially in 2021. 
But, you know, he doesn't know how to smoke, uh, so Chandler shows him how, uh, and that's where his wrist gets a little bit limper. It does. <laughs> Uh, which is, uh, I, I don't know how, how I feel about that joke. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, I think it's one of those, I initially laughed at it because it's an involuntary response. If you laugh at something, it's because you find it funny. There's no kind of social or political drama behind where you find something funny. It's just funny, so it's funny. But then when I try and analyse why I'm laughing at it, I'm like, why is that funny? It's a slightly homophobic, I guess. Um, well, it's, it's effeminate, I guess. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's just... Odd. It was, in, it was an odd thing to be aware of, and I guess it's going to come up a lot with especially any older TV show, yeah. especially Friends, um, where you're like, ooh, that hit's a bit different in 2021. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it wasn't. It's not like it's hugely... No, it's, it's more funny about how they react to, to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah I suppose. It's, trying to be macho men. I suppose you could turn it around and say that it's about more about them too than a comment on you know, homosexuality. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Chandler then shows Joey how to smoke and he's back on smoking again. Yep. Which is a, a character trait, you know, we've, we've not seen so far, um, but we'll come back again. It pops up, yeah, a few times. Uh, so we end up back at the cafe with Monica uh, talking about hand size that's in relation to um, something. So, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. They say it's the same as the distance from the tip of a guy's thumb to the tip of his index finger. That's ridiculous. Can I use either thumb? Uh, so yeah, did you did you check? I think everyone who saw this scene is <laughs> just looking at the hands. Like, what? Um, mm, yes, I think that's a. I remember this myth in in school popping up. And then it was just kind of like, God, I'm assuming it may have came from friends, just girls running around like asking to look at the size of your hands. And I, I'm going to say this room is not true, mainly because I have really small hands. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, oh, I remember everyone, oh, yeah, let's look at this. Cool. It was just, just weird. Uh, we, we find out that uh, Rachel still sucks at her job at the, the, the coffee house. And we find out that Phoebe has been given some extra money by the bank. Yep, which in typical Phoebe, Phoebiness. Is upset by. <laughs> well, I guess we learn more about Phoebe's morals, right? And how she feels about things. Yeah, I mean, it's, I probably wouldn't give the money back. Phoebe's definitely a better person than no, I in this regard. Rachel was right. We're like, what bank is this? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never spoken to a bank where they're like, oh, we're sorry, keep the money. Keep the money. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> Normally they probably fine you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your account, like, you've caused this extra admin. You've got to pay £25. But, but as a plot line, it's... It's a bit weird. It, it kind of doesn't really go anywhere, and it resolves itself by the end of the episode. Um, but it's, it's not an exciting... It's not, but I enjoy Phoebe getting more and more frustrated that she's trying to do a good thing yeah. and you know, for karmic balance or the universe or whatever, a typical Phoebe vibe, and it just keeps going wrong. Um, what I do like is when we find out later on that she's, <laughs> she's mistakenly given more of the money and a football phone. <laughs> I had this weird 90s flashback to Wayne's World. And I was like, football phone. And it's, for about 10 minutes, I was just chuckling about Wayne's World instead of Friends. Because I, I guess it does show like more about Phoebe and, and how she feels. So I guess that's the reason for this plot line is to, to give her more time. Because she's always in the, the first two episodes is just a little bit weird, but you don't know anything about her. No, and we, we, Phoebe at this point is the only character where we don't know what she does for a living. Everyone else, no. we've, you know, Monica's a chef and we see everyone at work, but Phoebe's just there. So it's quite nice, you know, I still don't know what she does at this point, but... And we then have Chandler smoking it inside the coffee house, which is very weird in, in the year 2021. 
it's it's nice like i remember when people did smoke inside and you'd go to a club and you'd be like oh it smells of smoke and then you'd come out and go i smell even worse i hate i mean yeah i get a lot of my friends back in the day smoked so when we'd have to go out or say they'd have to go outside for cigarettes it would normally mean that i was left sat at a table by myself so nine times out of ten i'd wind up going outside anyway because it was i can sit here for 20 minutes on my tod or go outside so i didn't really escape the smoke that was the worst thing it's like you want to smoke you're the one friend in the group who's smoking. You go outside by yourself. We all stay in here. But it tended to be you had to all join them yeah, like, in the rain. Like the law has changed <laughs> to make you healthier. It's being convenient anyway. And it was like, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, and obviously, yeah, if you didn't go outside and smoke with, or be with them smoking, uh, that's where you missed out on a lot of things. And, and we do see that in a, in a late episode with Rachel and her job. Uh, but we'll discuss that at the time. And even though it's only the third episode, uh, Monica is already on her second date. I mean, we don't know how long's passed. I mean, casted aspersions on yeah. the poor girl, but yeah, she's she's at work chatting to her workmate about the date she has with a chap called Alan. Yeah. Um, and I got really excited this scene because she's chatting to her friend Paula at work, and I immediately recognised this woman's voice. I was like, "Who is this? Who is this?" I need to know. I couldn't wait till the end of the episode. I had to pause the episode and check. And it's an actress called Jennifer Lewis. I was like, why, why do I know her voice? She's in two Disney films, which explains why I know her voice. She plays Mama Odie in The Princess and the Frog and Float in Cars. Okay. Um, but I was like, I know that voice. And then I could play the episode in peace then because I'd say, <laughs> yeah. where do I know this? Um, but I thought that was very cool. It's quite nice seeing actors pop up in Friends where I'm like, wait, I know you from that thing many, many years later. Yeah, so I, I wonder if she was known for Friends, like... Or, or if she was like if she was more more famous and, and acting then, or if that was like her introduction to the world of acting, and then she's gone on to bigger and better things. I mean, she's kind of seen like Jennifer Lewis is seen as like the kind of the grandma of kind of black Hollywood. Yeah, apparently according to Google. Um, <laughs> so I guess I guess that's kind of as a foundation. Then she tarried on from there. Well, this is the first time we've met our, our first black character in Friends, so it's taken three episodes to get there. You know what? Hadn't even crossed my mind, but yeah, I guess it. Uh, yeah, th- this is something like you know, there's it's two white guys who are not American. Um, you know, we we live in a, a place which I guess is multicultural. Yeah, probably probably more so than a, a lot of America because America feels a bit segmented in places. Yeah, if you're on the coasts, America feels like multicultural, yeah. and then the further you get to like the mid part of the country, just a lot more white. Whereas the UK, we have everyone from every country come to the UK. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, what, you probably get the coasts. It's probably the opposite. The coasts are probably slightly more white. Yes. And then as you get closer to big cities, it gets much more diverse. Uh, but yeah, so, so this is something to, to pay attention to, is that Friends is actually like a very white show, and the, the creators actually admit to this in their uh, commentary, which is a little bit weird, considering it's New York, it should have a lot of like different diversities going on there. But you, you look in the background and it's, you know, 99% white people. All the characters are white, which I guess makes sense for the, the friends themselves, as you will tend to hang around with certain types of people more often. Uh, but I feel like if the show was now, you would not have six white friends. No, probably not. Because you know. it, it wouldn't make sense in New York. No, you want to be a bit more representative and, you know. I don't know how much that would be a good thing and how much would just be, oh, it's a market employee. Yes. Um, but yeah, it would definitely be a more diverse cast. So we go back to the apartment and Chandler is outside smoking in the rain. Uh, <laughs> on a balcony that looks much smaller than it seems to be in every episode of Friends. I don't know why, but it seemed really small. And I'm like, how did 
the rest of the things that happen throughout Friends on that balcony happen, given that Chandler looks like he's like crouched in the corner. But well, he he's covering himself with a, a trash can lid, isn't he, yes. to, to avoid the rain? But yeah, sm- smokers are odd. Like are you that that desperate? <laughs> I guess that's why it's an addiction, isn't it? As yeah. opposed to just being a habit. <laughs> like you will stand in the rain and use a bin lid for shelter just to puff away, but. Uh, Phoebe then arrives with some news from the bank. Dear Ms. Buffet, thank you for calling attention to our error. We have credited your account to $500. We're sorry for the inconvenience and hope you'll accept this football phone (laughs) as our free gift. Do you believe this? Now I have $1,000 and a football phone. (laughs) What bank is this? So yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to go over this again. No, it's just, it's just <laughs> impressive. I mean, oh, the other thing that makes me curious is who at the bank decided let's have or give away football phones? Like, why were they in the office? Was it a promotion? I'm just curious as to, the, I guess, the world of friends. And why are football phones an incentive to have a bank account? Well, novelty phones in the 90s were, were a huge thing, right? Were they? I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you would go into shops and see novelty phones everywhere. They weren't useful. We had one of those old school... The rotary phones where you'd have to like put your finger in then like twist the ring all that all the way back. Oh wow. Which I miss. I like it took about a year to dial a phone number, but there was something nice and nostalgic about it. Uh but yeah, I I assume that the bank has probably got a NFL promotion or or whatever going on. It's not important. No. I was just curious. Yeah. Uh so we heard the buzzer at the end there. That's actually Monica's date Alan turning up. It took me quite a long time to realise he's actually talking with a lisp. Which is a callback to Monica talking about her previous dates from before. Uh, okay. Because when he gets there, he makes a comment in a lispy voice. Hi, I'm Ray, and this is my friend Alex. Hi. And we do a show called No More Whoppers. Do you want pins and stickers? Because we don't have them. Like a broken keyboard, we're out of control. Check it out. You got Wah 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 Poet Hojo. How about a No More Whoa? Join us every month or so on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Retrograde Amnesia is a comprehensive podcast about classic Japanese RPGs. Each season, we cover a single game, chapter by chapter, beat by beat. Season 1 covers Xenogears. Season 2 covers Chrono Cross. Each episode, we play a section of the game and unpack the story, mechanics, music, and themes. Also, our post-production AI companion, the FakeNet, fills us in on the finer details we may have missed. Initializing FakeNet. Yes. They need me for everything. Find Retrograde Amnesia at greenlitpodcasts.com. So, a fact about Monica's apartment, there's actually a beam that's often in the foreground of the set. Uh, but this, this actually disappears quite a lot throughout the show, because uh, it's actually what one of the directors loved. He loved having it look like the camera's in the set, so he'd have these foreground objects. Nice. Um, so, it, it made it feel more like a room that you're, you're a part of. But obviously, everyone else hated it from like a camera or di- director perspective, because it gets in the way. It's basically like right in front of the, the door and the kitchen. Yeah, I can picture it. Yeah, I know where it is. Uh, so it always causes issues with shots. So, so yeah, over the course of the show, you'll see it pop back in randomly just because this one director, whenever he's directing the show, he would put that back in <laughs> and everyone else would take it out. But, you know, we, we meet the new boyfriend, Alan, and the friends actually like him a lot. And we see how uh, they become like attached to him. They really like him. I, I find that really at the whole setup of my dates here lets me all my friends in one go really strange. Yeah. And find it really intimidating. I can't imagine, like, if I had a date and you were all at my house, I'd be like, right, 
just get in here at seven. You're all leaving at six. Like, I'd immediately <laughs> kick you all out of that. Yeah. <laughs> you can say hello. <laughs> you might have said hello. Like, if, if it goes anywhere, like, if it was date 10, fair enough. It's date one. Why, why are the mean, the friends? But then back at the coffee house, uh, the guys come back from playing softball. I don't know what softball I, is. I assume it's like baseball, but with a softer ball. I, I, I was going to Google it, and I was just like, I don't care. Um, <laughs> it was Amer- American sport. Like, baseball is boring cricket. And I'm like, is softball just, I think... Is it rounders? I think essentially, yeah. I think it's baseball, but you pitch differently. So rather than trying to, you know, do all fancy... So, so underarm pitching, yeah. yeah. Okay. Lazy, so maybe lazy baseball? I don't know. Um, it's not an interesting sport. What I found weird was that everyone was playing softball with Alan, even Rachel... Yes. But Monica was not. I, I, I get that was to show, oh, look, her friends really like her new boyfriend. She's not even involved in this. Kind of like when she wants the boys to hang out with Richard in later seasons. Um, but yeah, I find it just odd that Rachel played. Like, she's, she's yeah. not remotely sporting. <laughs> no. And if anything gets less sporty as, as time goes on. Um, but I guess she just likes Alan that much that she plays softball. But, but you say you, you would fear introducing you, like your future partner to, to bunch your friends in one go. Then all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, wait, do you want to go and play a sport with them? Bye. <laughs> like, to, to me, it's even weirder. Especially given, spoilers, Alan's like a revelation. <laughs> it's like, yeah. why would you do that? But, well, well, maybe that's because of hanging out with them. I suppose. Uh, so we see uh, Phoebe visits a homeless friend on the streets. She's quite caring, but you wonder how Phoebe actually meets these people. Well, you find later on that Phoebe lived on the streets. So maybe they're, you know, pals from back in the day. Um, although Phoebe just it's Phoebe she probably just chats to them a lot of people just ignore homeless people in the street when they're asked questions yes, yeah. and I imagine Phoebe doesn't I imagine every single homeless person that says hi to Phoebe or wishes her good morning or asks for change Phoebe stops and chats to yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah. uh, so you know she wants to get rid of this money to even out her karma I guess in some way uh, so she offers the, the money uh, and the football phone to her friend uh, and in exchange her friend doesn't want just a gift she wants to do something in return so she offers her tinfoil hat which I find really funny because at the start of the scene when they first meet up I think the character home was Liz calls Phoebe weird girl yep. it's like, that just sets the bar <laughs> for how odd Phoebe is that if a, a woman homeless woman on the street who's got a tinfoil hat thinks Phoebe's weird Phoebe's well, weird well Phoebe knows the homeless woman's name but the homeless woman doesn't know Phoebe's name perhaps I don't know, I just assumed, I mean, yeah. if I knew Phoebe, I'd probably call her weird girl instead of Phoebe. Well, well the, the other thing is, with this tinfoil hat, it's actually shaped like a duck. <laughs> it is. Uh, which is a thing I've seen mentioned in a few, like, American sitcoms and stuff. When you have, like, your, your food wrapped up to take away, they wrap you up in the tinfoil, but they'll make it into a duck. It's like a shape. Why? I, I don't, like, I guess it's like a showy off thing. You know, same with, like, napkins and whatever. Um, yeah, we just get like a, a brown box. Just wrap it in. Like <laughs> your food's just dumped into tin foil it. Tinfoil is purely functional in the UK. It's not a decorative <laughs> yeah. at all. Uh, in the end, Phoebe's compromises and she asks to be brought a soda. Uh, we then have a, a slapstick scene with Chandler smoking in his office cubicle, uh, which is a, you know, a scene that's terrible for podcasts because vi- uh, audio wise, there's nothing going on. It's all visual. Which I absolutely love this scene though. It reminds me of a scene from Frasier where Niles is trying to iron his trousers and there's no sound. It's all visu- like physical visual comedy. Again, awful for a podcast, but the scene is fantastic. It's just, it has me chuckling. It's great. Chandler performs it really well. Well, to me, I, I don't get how he does it because he's, he's smoking into the drawer. Yep. And then trying to cover up the smell with like some perfume or whatever. 
Uh, surely the cigarette just like burning away in the drawer would create more smell and smoke. Yep. I don't mean, I, it's more his attempts to hide it. I like rubber. Yeah. I don't mean, <laughs> if he's successful or not. Um, and then obviously he gets the, the air freshener and his breath spray confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just in the facial expression he pulls. It's the exact facial expression that you pull when you accidentally taste the perfume or yeah. the shapes. It's fantastic. Uh, we then go back to Phoebe and she opens a drink to find out a little surprise. And there it was, just floating in there like this tiny little hitchhiker. Well, maybe it's a contest, you know, like collect all five. Does um, anyone want to see? No. no, thanks. So she kept the thumb in there for quite a while. Yeah, because I'd want to see. Yeah. How often are you going to see a thumb in a can? Like, I want to have a look. Well, you have to wonder how it got in, because putting your thumb into the, the can opening probably wouldn't fit so how did it get in there to begin with i don't know it's, it's an odd yeah. mystery uh the group then have an intervention with chandler about his smoking and chandler then points out all the flaws of everyone else uh which is a great distraction technique from his own floor what i like is how it quickly escalates so it starts with joey's got an annoying habit of cracking his knuckles Ross over pronouncing words, Monica's snorting laugh, which is not something I'd ever noticed. And I'm like, now I need to go back and watch the first few episodes to see if Monica snorts. Well, let's, uh, let's hear it from themselves. Do you have any respect for your body? Don't you realize what you're, you're doing to yourself? Hey, you know, I've had it with you guys and your cancer and your emphysema and your heart disease. The bottom line is smoking is cool and you know it. <laughs> uh... I think that, for me, is probably line of the show. Smoking is cool. Yeah, I mean, it's not cool. Chandler is definitely wrong. <laughs> so I'm going to play the, the little sound clip. My joke. It's my joke. Uh, we're going to play that every time we, we point out a joke that we think is, is the joke of the show. We might have different jokes of the shows. Probably. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, for me, it's like, smoking is cool. And it's like, that was something that would always be the thing of the 90s. Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's always that classic James Dean shot. Yes, you know, cigarettes rolled in his sleeve. Like he looked cool, but smoking isn't cool. No, smoking's not cool now. Vaping's cool. That's that's what you got to do with your bubblegum flavor. It's not cool. I mean, like a, like a public health message. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand the, the appeal. Um, I, I've smoked in. I remember being at school. You know, you're hiding behind the bike shed type thing, like offered a cigarette. And I remember t- taking my first like drag of a cigarette, and everyone being, "Oh yeah, it's great." And I'm like coughing and spluttering, and and it tastes disgusting. Like you'll get used to it. And I was like, "Why would I want to?" No, it's it's not something where you ever try and go. I really enjoyed that. I'm going to do it again. I don't get why people get sort of addicted like, to it. You've got to force yourself into it to then be addicted to it to then enjoy it. And yes. I, it seems more work to start smoking. Then it wouldn't just stop. I imagine every smoker who tried to quit listens like, no, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. so wrong. <laughs> but in my head, that's how it's Because we're just going, well, it tastes bad, it smells bad, everything's bad about it. But yeah. obviously, we're missing the, the addiction side of it. Apparently, we're just missing a key element. Uh, that is until Alan calls and tells Chandler to stop. And he just does. Of course. Um, so, you know, Alan, you know, obviously says some magic words, some kind. Uh, and then Ross says... If only he was a woman. And then Rachel goes, yeah, uh, before catching her, herself. So I was like, is, is this a hint at Rachel being a bit bi-curious at least? And then I was like, oh, well, actually, we see in a later episode, 
she definitely was. Yeah, and you know, the classic Ross, because apparently Ross fans is lesbians. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, <laughs> Ross can, knows how to pick them, yeah, right? he's definitely got a type. So we go back to the apartment, and Phoebe then tells us that she's got $7,000 for finding the thumb in her drink, uh, before um, Monica brings in a jury who's just out of the shower. Yes. And she's got some, some big news to tell the guys. Guys, we have to talk. Wait, wait, I'm getting a deja vu. No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, we have to talk. There it is. <laughs> okay, it, it's about Alan. There's something that you should know. Oh, man, there's really no easy way to say this. Uh, I've decided to break up with Alan. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Just what are they going to do? So we find out that she just isn't feeling it, I guess. She just doesn't like Alan. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a nice guy and etc. She's just not into him. Uh, but yeah, the, the group are actually absolutely devastated. Uh, acting as if uh, they had broken up with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> like they're the jilted partner. Uh, which I guess is a nice callback to the start. They're, they're saying all the classic lines. Yeah, like, but, was it us or... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, and then Monica then has to actually break up with Alan, and he takes the, the breakup far better and is actually relieved. And why is he relieved, Mark? This is a <laughs> revelation. Here. Uh, that's because he couldn't stand uh, the friends, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I always wonder, like, mate, that made me curious. What do people think of the friends? Like, how would you not like them? And I was like, if I was going to pick one of the friends who I probably wouldn't like, who would it be? And they made me really like, which one did Alan have the biggest problem with? Was it all of them in general? Were they too intense? I think it's they're too intense. Just continually like, let's hang out with Alan. Let's hang out with Alan. Yeah. And, and you, see, you see it later on um, when they hang out with, with other boyfriends and Monica's. They are just over the top trying to, to be like them. I guess to be accepted and liked. Because even though they're like in their mid-twenties, they, they still see themselves as like children and these are men. Yeah. Definitely, definitely Joey and Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> Chandler has a really boring office job. He still sees himself as a child. Yep. Uh, so it ends with everyone thinking about the good times they had with Alan. Uh, Chandler then goes to have a cigarette, and it ends very quickly and swiftly uh, with just Phoebe going, I'll give you $7,000 to never smoke again. Yes, which, obviously, spoilers, he does smoke again. And I'm like, when did he give Phoebe that seven grand back? Did he ever give her the seven grand back? Does he still owe, like 15 seasons later, does he still owe Phoebe seven grand? Well, I think this is how he gets uh, a lot of his wealth because we see in a, a later episode he's got a lot of money in his bank. Yes. Uh, and uh, obviously a chunk of that is probably what Phoebe gave him, right? <laughs> just, just like that. That should be the reunion. The reunion should just be based on Phoebe wants her seven grand yeah. back. And we know that Phoebe can be a little bit tough when she wants to. She can be, yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> Uh, so, so it's a nice, well-rounded episode, I guess. It shows us a bit more of the, the friends' personalities, but it doesn't really introduce anything new or go anywhere. So I think for both of us, we're, we're excited to get onto later episodes because things start kicking off a bit, bit more then. Yeah, the show definitely gels into, into what is friends. There are a few odd things that stood out in this episode. So I, the beam obviously disappearing, yep. as we noticed, and then the weird layer of the apartment, something else. One thing I spotted in Chandler, Chandler's, in Chandler's <laughs> office... Um, where he's pretending to uh, hide smoking. He has a hat. There's a sports hat in the background. It's a Toronto Blue Jays hat. Okay. And I'm like, why does Chandler have a Blue Jays hat? He's in New York. We don't. We know that he's from somewhere in New York. I don't think maybe he's definitely a New York native. Yeah, he's not Canadian. So and I'm like, so why has he got a Blue Jays hat? Where's it from? This is what my brain does. It spots a <laughs> tiny detail in a TV show and just picks it. I'm like, 
Why has he got a Blue Jays hat? Was it was a practical joke? Did the Blue Jays beat a New York-based team and then someone at work bought it and was banned Why is that hat there? Explain, friends. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we will never find out that mystery, I think. I was sat there, I was like, is that a Blue Jays hat? And I'm like, I don't know enough about baseball. I'll have to like rope someone in. So I text our mutual friend Chris and was like, what hat's this? And he was like, Blue Jays. And I was like, I knew it. Why is it there? Uh, the, only, the only thing I know about the Blue Jays is that there's a phrase that uh, the fans shout, which is one uh, BJ is always better than nine Yanks. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I guess has a, has a New York reference to it, so, 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 so maybe. <laughs> but I'm just curious, why is it there? <laughs> well, we need like a Q&A with the friends. Yeah. Jesus, to find like just... uh, excuse me, <laughs> in episode three. <laughs> it's like an episode of Simpsons where Lucy yeah. is like, a wizard did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a nice episode. I, I don't think there's really anything more for us to, to say about this one. No, it's fairly, I don't want to say filler because I enjoy the episode. But it's definitely not a standout one. It's not one that people are going to go back and go, oh, well, this classic episode of Friends. No. Uh, and I know when we've spoken to other people, it's been an episode they've forgotten about. Mm-hmm. I had no memory of it from the description, from the one with the thumb. I was like, what? And I had no idea. It wasn't until the episode started and we got into the Alan bit where I actually remembered the episode. Well, I guess with that then, uh, we'll say our goodbyes. Um, so, Ryan, where can people find you if they want to... F- Hear more of your voice and find out more of what you do. I'm all over the place. You can find me at gamehype.co.uk. Um, you can also find me soon on Hype from Out of Heaven, which is a Game Hype related podcast, and on Critical Geeks. And do you have a Twitter or anything like that you want to share? I do have a Twitter. It's at NBFlying, which is a story for another time. Uh, but that's where you can find me on Twitter. Cool. And uh, you can find me at fuzzballs.co. So uh, I draw these cute little kawaii animals, uh, a little bit adult-themed in some ways, but, you know, fun for all the family, a bit like friends, I guess. Uh, and they are on merch, so you can get them on T-shirts and mugs, and they are in their own little comic strip as well. So that's something that I, I do full-time. Wait, why don't we have fuzzballs on the Central Park sofa? Why does it not exist? Okay, okay. If, if enough of you want that, well, after you've seen the website, fuzzballs.co, uh, we'll look at creating that as merch, I guess. I'll buy one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, you can find me at the Fuzzballs on, on Twitter and Facebook, basically, where I'm just posting that sort of stuff up. Uh, but you can also find us at uh, watchingfriends.com. So that's our website where you can find all the latest episodes. You can find us on all your favorite podcast places. So uh, if you want to change <laughs> who you get your podcast from, I guess you can do that. Just one. I'll use a different app. And you can also find us at Watch Friends Pod on Twitter and Facebook. So make sure you like and subscribe and share and all that other YouTube stuff, I guess. Uh, so we'll be back next week for episode four. So see you then. Bye bye. <laughs>